0: Hello, I'm Vincenzo Genovese, journalist from Brussels, where I cover EU news. Today I'm back to one of my favorite topics, migrations, as the EU countries have struck at the beginning of June a major deal on migration rules, delivering the first breakthrough in years. Since 2022, the European Union has been faced with an increase in irregular arrivals and asylum applications 962,160 in 2022, the highest figure since 2016, according to European statistics. As the EU common asylum system was suffering from both lacking design and poor implementation, a consensus has emerged among EU countries that new rules should be introduced to manage the flows collectively. On 8 June in Luxembourg, after a long and tense meeting, governments at the Council of the EU reached an agreement on two compromise texts, on the Asylum Procedure Regulation and on the Asylum and Migration Management Regulation two key legislative pieces of the new Pact on Asylum and Migration tabled by the European Commission in September 2020. The mantra of these agreements is to strike the right balance between responsibility and solidarity between member states in managing the influx of irregular migrants into Europe. In practical terms, this means, on the one hand, that frontline EU countries must better control their borders, register irregular migrants, and prevent secondary movements to other countries. In return, they will receive help from other EU countries to share the burden of receiving asylum seekers more equitably. Under the mediation of the Swedish presidency of the Council, a surprisingly large number of countries have endorsed the common general approach within the Council. While this is a major step forward, teeth are gnashing in some capitals. Last week, Budapest and Warsaw raised the issue of qualified majority voting for decisions on the Pact at the EU Leaders Summit. More specifically, they are strongly opposed to the idea of paying. 20,000 euros per asylum seeker not relocated to their respective countries. After a long day of discussion that stretched into the night, the Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki and his Hungarian counterpart Viktor Orbán blocked the summit's conclusions on migration, forcing the withdrawal of the paragraph from the final declaration. The two regulations are now the subject of interinstitutional negotiations between the European Parliament and the Council Presidency, but the negotiations will not go smoothly with the two institutions disagreeing on a number of key provisions. Let me walk you through the Council text and the points where negotiations are expected to be particularly tense. Probably the first new feature to catch the eye is the mandatory solidarity that EU countries must ensure by relocating asylum seekers from other member states to their territories. This is a radical change because, under the current system, each member state is responsible for asylum seekers who have reached its territory. The only measure already in place is a voluntary redistribution mechanism. Under the new framework, EU countries must relocate people or offer money to compensate for these relocations, which will not be mandatory in themselves. The number of people to be relocated should amount to at least 30,000 every year across the Union. In order to better understand the changes offered in this long and complex text, I first cycled through the traffic of Brussels to reach the European Policy Center where I met policy analyst Elena Hahn, an expert on this topic. Elena, is 30,000 relocation per year enough given that last year 960,000 asylum applications were submitted across the EU and 330,000 irregular crossings were detected?
1: So the number that is currently included in the proposal um, could be understood as some of a of a concession to Southern member states that are concerned that they won't be shown sufficient solidarity in exchange for the additional responsibility that they're taking on through, amongst others, the border procedures. Um, And so rather than having a cap, it is now considered a minimum number um, whereby it is open to member states to make additional voluntary relocation pledges Um, above and beyond the 30,000. This number looks to be increased over the years.
0: Each country's share of this number will be calculated according to certain parameters, such as population and GDP, the expert added. But past arrangements have generally suffered from poor implementation, the new Asylum and Migration Management Regulation proposed by Brussels, on which most member states have agreed, will introduce a mechanism called responsibility offsets. These provisions entail that EU frontline countries could avoid taking back migrants whose asylum requests would have been processed under normal circumstances when not enough people are being relocated from their territories. Currently, a member state issues a take-back notification when it detects on its territory a person registered in another one as a first-arrival country. The revised mechanism means that if a frontline country does not receive sufficient solidarity from other EU countries to relocate asylum seekers, it will not be obliged to take migrants back. How will this mechanism work, Elena Hann?
1: So using the example of Italy and Germany, um, Germany may then decide not to issue take-back notifications um, because, for instance, people were registered in Italy and therefore the responsibility um, would lie on Italy. It can agree not to do so, but in exchange, so essentially keeping the asylum applicants that are already on the territory – but then essentially not relocating additional people. So that means that sort of those people that fall under Dublin and those that would be eligible for relocation are not going to switch places, but essentially stay where they already are.
0: In addition, there is also a provision for Member States that do not want migrants to be relocated to their territory. They could choose to finance reception facilities or capacity building structures in other member states or even grant a financial contribution of 20,000 euros for each migrant they refuse to take in, which would be paid to a common fund managed by the EU commission. Helena Han, is 20,000 euros per migrant a tag price for each person?
1: So, the 20,000 um, is intended to essentially cover the costs of a relocation. Okay. My understanding is that this new EU managed fund would um, be used to uh, invest in. Broadly speaking, measures that reduce the root causes of irregular migration, potentially border management, Um, so things that we tend to see uh, that fall under the so-called external dimension of migration.
0: As for the rest, there is not much new in the Asylum and Migration Management Regulation compared to the Dublin Regulation currently implemented in the EU. The procedure is similar. The country of forced entry into the EU will remain responsible for assessing the asylum claims of irregular migrants. The new rules allow for more exceptions. For example, a foreign national may choose to apply for asylum in a country that is not the first country of arrival if there are family links with a person in another member state. The Council and the Parliament are expected to hold tough negotiations on the scope and details of these exceptions. It's also possible that the period of responsibility after an irregular crossing could be changed. Currently, it is 12 months and the Parliament supports this provision but the EU countries have agreed to extend it to two years in an attempt to reduce secondary movements of migrants from frontline member states. What result should we expect, Helen Hahn?
1: This is actually going to likely be a point of contention in the uh, negotiations with the parliament um, because we're seeing talks of one year versus three years. Uh, So there's still a a question as to how and whether they will agree on on a common time period.
0: but is the asylum procedure regulation, the other piece of legislation agreed by the ministers, which is the most complex file for the two institutions to agree on, according to a diplomat. This is because it includes a new border procedure, a fast-track procedure for evaluating asylum applications at borders within a maximum of 12 weeks. It is compulsory for certain categories of applicants, those considered a danger to national security or public order, those who have misled the authorities or third country nationals for whom the proportion of decisions granting international protection is less than 20%. The aim is to differentiate between people who are considered to be in genuine need of protection and who could benefit from another form of legal status or who are not eligible for residence at all, explains Helena Han. But how is this border procedure working?
1: It's important to remember that border procedures are not as intense when it comes to the administrative resources that they require compared to the regular asylum procedures. If one might want to describe it as sort of asylum procedure light, um, it means that Uh, or the idea behind them is that member states will be able to carry them out in uh, shorter time periods because uh, they do not need to go so into depth. The risk, of course, there is that there will be insufficient procedural safeguards, um, that there will be a limit to the kind of legal remedies that people have um, at their disposal, and that rather than Looking at it from the perspective of member states may still struggle to complete the border procedures in that time. It's rather that from an accuracy perspective, we may see big problems because um, rapid assessments, of course, do not necessarily reflect uh, or may not necessarily um, be accurate in determining people's uh, international protection needs. This
0: measure will be in addition to the pre-entry screening at disposal contained in another regulation that would oblige all Member States to identify irregular migrants within 5 days and at or in the proximity of external borders in order to decide whether a person will be channeled into the border procedure or the regular normal asylum procedure reentry entry screening and the border procedure entail de facto detention, according to Elena Bizzi, expert on migration and asylum, at Euromed-Reichs, a Brussels-based network of human rights associations. I met her in her office in the city center. Elena Bizzi, how will these new procedures impact on migrant people's rights?
2: it's clear that it will entail de facto detention Mm -hmm. Um, so faster procedures um, in which the uh, asylum application uh, are probably not uh, um, well established, I mean with all the guarantees uh, and uh, uh, criteria of respect of fundamental rights, uh, due process uh, um, so fast procedures uh, uh, aiming at uh, returning also as fast as as possible uh, asylum seekers.
0: Uh. also underlines the risks of detention for children under 12 years, which could be retained with their parents if they are subject to the border procedure. On this aspect, the European Parliament is set to push to have a monitoring mechanism to check that human rights are being respected under the two procedures and wants that the use of the Borte procedure for people from countries where the protection rate is 20% or below is not mandatory. Another stumbling block concerning the asylum procedure regulation is that EU member states can decide, as they please, on the criteria for considering a third country to be safe and therefore suitable to receive migrants rejected by the EU. Elena Bitzi, how will a safe third country be defined?
2: the member state needs just to show a connection between the asylum seeker and this safe third country. Um, And there can be this connection, can be a link uh, with a family member in the third country, or even if the person stayed or lived uh, in the third country. So um, this will allow member states um, to um, return um, and conduct also refoulement returns uh, just on the basis that the person transited in this um, third country. Um, so, for example, Italy uh, would be able to return uh, non-Tunisian uh, asylum seekers to Tunisia. And we see here also an increased willingness now, from the EU, Italy, also France uh, recently this week uh, to increase cooperation with Tunisia for border management uh, and, and returns.
0: Indeed, strengthening cooperation with Turk countries seems to be a key pillar of the EU's new migration policy with the aim of preventing migrants from reaching European shores. After a disputed agreement with Turkey in 2016 and years of financial support for the Libyan authorities, the Union is now promising Tunisia 100 million for border management, search-and-rescue operations at sea, the fight against the smuggling and returns, and the last European Council's conclusions underline the importance of strengthening and developing similar strategic partnership between the EU and partners in the region, making clear that EU countries are looking for ways to improve agreements on migration. It's true that more legislative pieces are foreseen in the pact, in particular a crisis and force majeure regulation to manage migration in times of crisis, including when a country is faced with a massive influx of arrivals from third-country nationals. But for the moment the general approach adopted by EU countries seems dominated by the external dimension, And what is really missing are initiatives aimed at saving people crossing the Mediterranean towards Europe, underlines Elena Bizzi. Is there anything in the new framework to save lives at sea, Elena Bizzi?
2: We see that there is just one mention in this uh, RAM, this uh, Regulation on Asylum and Migration Management, but to increase capacity of neighboring countries uh, in search and rescue operations. uh, We've seen this mention also in the recent uh, action plan on the central Mediterranean that was released by the European Commission in November last year. So there is this mention of increasing search and rescue capacities of uh, countries such as Tunisia, Libya, Egypt, uh, which is very concerning because we know very well the um, numerous human rights violations in these countries and uh, um, human rights violations uh, um, as a result of increasing the capacities of uh, coast guards uh, um, of these countries.
0: When tragic shipwrecks occur, such as the one near the Greek town of Pilos, which claimed more than 600 victims, EU officials and national leaders are quick to offer their deeply saddened condolences, but an adequate, transparent and more effective EU-wide search-and-rescue mechanism would be preferable to any regrets. That's all for today, but I'll be back soon with more news from Brussels, and of course I'll come back on this topic when there is a white smoke coming out of the council building on other migration files, stay tuned!